Good morning, my little anklets. From here, a very cloudy and dull London town. It's been raining all weekend, which perhaps isn't surprising because we've had such glorious weather. But now it's very dark. I think it's going to rain again today, um, which is fine. I think the grass needs it. I have a very quiet day ahead working at my desk. There'll be lots of paperwork going on, lots of designing, um, quite literally, all the different bits of joinery, furniture, various other different things I need to do, and I need to get some electrics sorted out for the electrician. Still waiting for some quotes to come in for my various projects, so I need to chase those along, but I think a few people are on holiday being as it is this time of year, so we'll all have to wait. Hope everyone's having a splendid morning when you all get up, that is. So let's gently ease into the week. So, moving on from my story of how I became a designer, we'll attempt to wrap this up today for you all. So whilst I was doing the styling, a few things happened. First of all, I got bored. This happens to me fairly regularly. Once I've mastered something, um, something changes in me and I want to move on and do something else. Not necessarily totally different, but it gets to the stage that I just need to move on and adapt. I need to master something else. I'm a curious girl. I like to do lots of different things. So that was the first thing that happened. The second thing that happened was I decided I wanted to buy a flat. I knew that having the business only a couple of years old, it was going to be quite difficult to get a mortgage. So I started thinking that I may have to take a permanent job just to satisfy the banks and the mortgage companies. Um, and I thought I could continue um, my styling as I went along anyway. So that was on the offing. Thirdly, most importantly, some of the styling work was beginning to change. And this was the, probably the most interesting thing which led me into interior design. As you're going about in people's homes, you start realizing that there's other things that they need doing. And I kept getting questions put to me. What would I do with this? What would I do with that? Um, we're thinking about getting an extension. Do you know anybody? Um, and what color do you think should go in my daughter's room now that we've sorted out her wardrobe? Should we do this? Should we do that? So suddenly, I was not only sort of being consulted about what someone was wearing, but it was about the home and the anything from the wardrobe and joinery that the clothing was contained in, but the overall look of the room and then the overall look of their home. And I found this remarkable, absolutely remarkable that someone was asking me, I didn't say that I liked interior design. I didn't say that I had experience in this. This was something that they were just asking me to do naturally. Now you could argue that as I was there and had built some trust with them that it was a natural progression but I didn't necessarily know that I saw it as a natural progression at all. I still don't if I'm brutally honest though I can see that there's some correlation. So I was already doing different parts of their home as well as their wardrobe and I didn't mind doing that and I would just advise it. I didn't take it too seriously. Um, I did a professional job and advised, but I let them get all the things that they would need to get. So they invariably found the workman. Um, they used to oversee it, 
but they would send me emails. This is how it's looking. What do you think? And it was very interesting. It was almost like doing interior design, but uh, remotely. Very bizarre. Anyway, I decided I would go and do a sort of permanent job to get a mortgage, which is exactly what I did. And whilst I was there at this permanent job, I got my mortgage and I did carry on doing styling on the side, although it was quite difficult. And I think in some ways my heart wasn't in it forever and ever, which I knew was the case. So I then decided, well, I wouldn't necessarily can my styling business, but I would scale it back. And so then, as is now, funnily enough, I only do things sort of by appointment only. I still do styling every now and again. Uh, one of my old clients will say, can you take me shopping? Can we go here? Can we go there? I've been out of the business for a while. And as you know, fashion, like everything else, moves extremely quickly. But at least I have an idea of what's out there and my eyes is still good from the training that I've had. So I moved out of my rented accommodation into my new flat and obviously found a whole new way to exercise my creative feelings by designing my own flat. Um, and we can talk about that at a later date. But that's where my styling business ended. I carried on working for quite some time at this permanent job. I did various different things such as I took a couple of creative courses in writing, lifestyle writing, that type of thing, which uh, helped me greatly, but I couldn't stay doing a permanent job. I didn't know really what I wanted to do at that stage, but I decided I would take some time off. So I took a whole summer off, left work, took a whole summer off, saved some money, obviously, and then thought about what I wanted to do next. And that's where the real fun begins. Belinda, doesn't Dragon Dictation, the app, work with the Dragon, naturally speaking, or I don't know if that's the precise name, which you have to have on your computer? In other words, uh, and Dragon costs 300 euros, is that right? 300 pounds or 200 pounds, the piece of software, uh, or am I making a mistake? Hi, Paul. Yes, I think you're right. Dragon Dictation does have some software which you can use. I think you can download it onto your PC or your Mac or whatever. Um, I don't do that because I just dictate into the app on my phone and then I will cross it over into Google Docs. I'll just cut and paste it into Google Docs. Once I've done that, I need to tidy it up, add what I need to add on, um, alter it, uh, review it, etc., etc. And then I will transfer it from Google Docs into my teleprompter app because moving it onto the teleprompter app means that I can use it for when I want to do my videos. So I, it's a bit of a convoluted way around for me, but there's no point in, in using uh, the, the Dragon software and paying for that because I just don't need it. I just really need something that can uh, dictate my voice as I go along, really. Um, and I did try Google Docs for that, which I know that you can do, but I just found that Dragon worked a lot better. And it was much easier for me to just cut and paste everything, do it all on my iPhone um, and then use the teleprompter app for when I wanted to record my videos for YouTube. So that's the way I do it. And it's worked um, well so far. I didn't know kind of what you use or whether you actually even need to use anything at all. But yeah. Hello, Belinda. 
you're so graceful. <laughs> um, I, you know, I kind of had an idea that, you know, you were going through a tough one this week, but like I said, you're just so graceful. You just, it just sounded like, oh, that's just a meeting. And, and so anyway, I, I did derive some, some power from that because I think, uh, that mindset is, uh, you know, it's admirable basically. But, uh, anyway, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a wonderful weekend. Um, and I will see you on Anchor. Oh, and thank you for for uh, obliging my request and telling me uh, your design story. It's been really fun to listen to, so I really appreciate it. Hi, Jason. Yes, you're quite right. I was going through a bit of a a bit of a week. It happens every now and again. Um, you just get very frustrated by different clients pulling at you in different uh, positions and um, often contradicting themselves so you think that you have everything clear and you're working towards a goal and then suddenly it changes it can be extremely frustrating it's it's my main gripe with clients um, but that's the way it goes I think we're all quite used to it I'm afraid yes and the design story um, yes I'm working my way through it you forget I kind of don't want to miss bits out so I'm so that's why I'm doing it in stages so that people sort of get <laughs> get how it all started because it, it didn't just happen overnight um, sadly but I'm hoping to finish that up today um, so you'll have all the details there anyway hope you're doing all right hoping you're enjoying yourself in that lovely park that you get to sit in and contemplate the infinite when you're feeling a bit stressed yourself I know what it's like I'm sending you all good wishes hopefully you'll have a, um, a better week and hopefully we'll all have a better week um, there's lots to do here and uh, yeah, I've got my work cut out for me. Anyway, I'll stop waffling. Thanks again, Jason. I'll speak to you soon. Wind chimes. I've not heard wind chimes, I think I'm going to say in years. Nobody asks for them anymore. Nobody puts them up. I think they're seen as quite um, spiritual and mystical. And so I think most of my clients aren't really predisposed that way. Interesting though. Very pretty, aren't they? The problem with conferences, I think, Paul, is that they, they've got a really a bit of a bad reputation. Effectively, you're supposed to go and sit there and listen to a whole load of people who, in theory, know better than you do. And you're going to learn something and you're there to mingle and hand out the infamous business cards, etc, etc. I don't know that people necessarily do that these days. I think the thing about going somewhere where people are going to speak is that unless you're actually think you're really going to learn something, then there's not so much point in going, I don't think. I've done varied amounts of speaking myself at these things, and you do tend to have to sort of wait afterwards to see whether who wants to speak to you, and invariably some sort of line forms, and then you can get through who you can get through. I think it's much better to have some kind of a more of a in-conversation rather than speaking at people personally speaking, but then you need to be able to find the right venue and find the right event in order to do that is. I think the other thing is, as you said, meeting people afterwards um, or meeting people in the coffee breaks. The coffee breaks are really a dead end because this is when lots of people run out. I've done it myself. You start off meaning well to go and then you just think this conference is driving around the twist and you don't stay. It happens. I'm glad that you stay there. I can imagine you staying there and speaking to everybody. <laughs> so today has been a day that has been solidly at my desk. It's 
been all about lighting, which is still going on. Mood lighting, task lighting, spot lighting, every kind of lighting that you can possibly think about. Totting up all the switches, totting up all the sockets. Who wants a USB socket? Who doesn't? What's single? What's dolly? What's rocker? What's rotary dimmer? One way, two way, three way. Oh, it's all so terribly glamorous. Good evening, my little anklets. It's now quarter to eight in the evening here in um, vaguely cloudy London town. The day is over. I've just had dinner and I just need to relax and not stare at my computer for as quite as much as I have done today. Tomorrow I'm going to attempt to deal with another client which I really want to get to grips with. It's just going to be a few emails and things but I just need to get some proper designing done and some proper organisation done. Um, it's one of the things I find when you're concentrating on one particular project and you can't get to the other, you feel quite bewildered and overwhelmed and guilty for not dealing with the other project, even though it's not as relevant or as urgent as the main one that you're dealing with. So tomorrow I'm going to allay all my fears and get those things done, sorted and blitz all the different emails and different things I have to do with it. I'm actually quite looking forward to it in a very peculiar way. In the meantime, I'm just going to relax and check on some call-ins and see what's going on on the Anchor Airwaves.